coach, broadcaster, and video game impresario, John Madden. I get every game from every angle uh, every week. Why do you want to do that? Just because uh, just you're crazy? <laughs> None other than Deion Sanders Prime. I have three to four suits with me, and I'm having a problem to choose between the cream, which is a cusser. What I mean by cusser, Rich, when you see me, you're going to use profanity. That's how clean this suit is. <laughs> My official movie reviewer, Jim Moore. She's a fox. If there's a fox in the movies right now, Myla Kunis is it. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Bud Light. Week 10 now in the books. Unbelievable how we are close, close to even Thanksgiving week here in the 2011 season that, thank goodness, happened and went down on time. And, of course, the reason why I say that is when you see what's going on with the NBA now. And But right now I am thrilled to have here one of my favorite people, one of the first guests ever in the history of NFL Network now eight <laughs> years ago, uh, the fifth all-time leading rusher in the history of the National Football League, one of the all-time great people as well, Jerome Bettis. Good to uh, see you, man. Thanks for having me. How you doing? I'm doing great. Can't complain. Yeah? Uh, yeah, two two little ones uh, that's running me ragged. I'm saying to myself, I'm too right. old to have uh, little kids, but uh, right. I'm enjoying it. Good. Because I went away from the uh, the question that Marshall says ticks him off, and he says Dickerson ticks, ticks him off, too, whenever he's at, like, a golf tournament and he's playing with people, uh, you know, in, in some charity golf tournament. Uh, so what you doing with yourself these days? <laughs> they hate that. Because you hate get that. it so much. It's like, man, I'm not just a football player, you know? Yeah. So that's the, that's the problem. I, I understand They hate it. it. They so what? Yeah, what you been up to these? And and the funny thing is, I say I I say that I say that to Marshall all the time, even though I I know what he's up to, just to tick him off. You know, he's sitting next to me every Sunday morning. So what are you up to these days? I mean, uh, he they they just can't stand that. Yeah, that's a it's difficult because it it, it insinuates that mm-hmm. you know everything stops since you. Stop playing football. It's like, well, what are you doing? We don't. We've lost track of you. Right. And it's like, well, no, you, you, you know, I'm doing the same thing that you're doing. The crazy thing is, too, is when you think about it with football players, um, Marshall Falk and and you um, had as great a career as you could possibly have asked for. You got a ring. You got the stats. <laughs> Marshall has what you're going to get one day, which is enshrinement. I can say these things. You don't have to respond. <laughs> okay. And you'll get it one day. And um. And you're retired in your mid-30s, you know? But most people, when they retire, they're in their 60s or in their 70s after they right, have a great right, career. You know, right. knock on wood, you've had that full. And then you're in your mid-30s, and, and it's 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 sometimes a, a difficult adjustment for some people. How, how's that been for you, uh, it, You know what? It hasn't been that difficult. I've been fortunate uh, in that when I was playing uh, football, I understood that um, the end was, you know, right there. Right. Uh, and it was uh, quick, fastly approaching. So I was conscious uh, enough to get involved in television, get involved in radio, uh, so that uh, life after football would not be uh, so difficult to transition. Right. Uh, and so, you know, I still do a television show in Pittsburgh. I, you know, I still do uh, different types of event, multiple things. But um, the the idea is the background in um, 
in football allows me to do other things. Sure. And, and I, I do a lot of speaking. Uh, I mean, a lot of events corporately and, and all those things really help. Uh, you know, when you're getting up talking to a thousand people for 45 minutes mm -hmm. uh, to have the ability to talk, I think it comes from your being comfortable in front of a camera sure, of as course. well. No doubt about that. There's no question about that. When did you start thinking? Because you hung them up the 2005 season, right? Well, around what time did you start thinking about the, the end? I was thinking about it when I got traded to Pittsburgh. I realized that, um, man, anything can happen. Uh, because, you know, I'm coming off rookie of the year, two Pro Bowl years. In the third year, boom, I'm traded uh, to Pittsburgh. I'm saying to myself, man, so... Nothing is etched in stone because, you know, I thought I would be with the Rams for a long time. And for that to happen, you know, two Pro Bowl years and then one uh, one year where you, you leave and go to St. Louis and you get into it with the coach. And the next thing you know, you're gone. It just didn't add up for me. So at that point, I'm saying to myself, OK, I've got to be uh, on right top then of things. And there? On, on, right then and there. So because, how old were you? You're in your mid-20s? Yeah, because, because what happened was they asked me to play fullback and I told them I would not and that I enrolled back at Notre Dame. I went back to school mm -hmm. and with the mindset of I've got to think about something other than football because if they ask me to come back to St. Louis, I'm not going back. So I have to get ready for the next career because this career is over if they ask me to come back to St. Louis. What would what would what would you have enrolled back in? I, I mean, I was you know I was a, a marketing major, uh, so I mean I don't know what I would be doing. Jerome right Bettis, now. The, the marketer, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's really helped me. Obviously, help brand uh, you know me as the bus and help yeah. my brand um, in terms of marketing, but. To go into the job market, I, I think it'd be it, it would have been uh, a rough transition. I bet. I bet. <laughs> uh, now that you see what the Steelers look like now, mm -hmm. I mean your your championship year in two thousand five. We had Peter King on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and he said your championship year of two thousand five. You ran the ball sixty percent, threw it forty percent. Now I know Big Ben was in the the College of Game Management as the the chief uh, pupil of game management back then. It is completely flipped. It's sixty percent mm -hmm. throwing the Pittsburgh Steelers, and and a couple of weeks ago against the Ravens, they had a third and four. Remember this in the fourth quarter. All they need to do was one more first down. They wouldn't have given the ball back to Joe Flacco, mm -hmm. and uh, they threw it. They threw it, and I just I sat there and I thought to myself, now if. The bus was on this team, or some reasonable facsimile of the bus. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that that Steeler football you would have been just? I'm gonna smash it in your mouth, well, even on third and short. It, you know, it, it took me a while to understand what was happening in Pittsburgh. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, with the long tradition of running the football, to see what was happening, you know, then I had to sit back and look at. Mm -hmm. um, what it really is. And and I think what, what you have to understand now is when when I was there, the goal was to put the ball in the best player's hand. Okay? And now the same goal is there. Put the ball in the best player's hand. And right now, Ben Roethlisberger is the best player on that team. So you have to give him the opportunity to decide the outcome. And before Ben got there, that wasn't the case. We had quarterbacks that had had come and go and had years, had bad years, and so we didn't have a definitive guy at quarterback. And because of that, 
the running back became the best player on the field. So now you run the football because you want you want your best player to decide your fate. And now that's what's happening in Pittsburgh. The best player is deciding your fate. If it was a if it was a fourth down or if it was a, you know, Super Bowl situation, you want being with the ball. Yeah. You don't want the running back with the ball. So I think in those situations, you want your best player with the football. It's still strange, though, isn't it? It is. It is really strange because you know he's wearing the same helmet. Yes, <laughs> I know. So it's like, hey, wait a second, that helmet is right. synonymous. With, I mean, just boom, boom, boom. Do you think Roethlisberger would have become the Roethlisberger we see today if Cower was still the coach? And by that, I mean when Cower left, one of the first things we heard was how. Um, he was still Ben was the rookie, you know. He was still the young, this young quarterback in the eyes of the coach who drafted him and was living and dying with the rookie mistakes. And then Tomlin comes in, and now he's he's a quarterback with a ring that the new coach definitely needs to depend upon. Does that make any sense to yeah, you? It, it does, and I think I think Ben I think Ben would be the same person. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be the same player because the offense wouldn't be the same. Uh, I think Coach Coach Cower would have opted to open up the offense, but in critical situations, he would have gone back to what he knows. And in those instances, running the football is what he knows. And and so he would give credence to Ben and allow him to make plays, but you wouldn't see the 60-40 difference that you see now. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, would it be a bad thing you know, obviously, knowing what we know now, maybe. Right. Uh, it just depends on what running back Coach Cower has at running back because he's going to make sure right. he's got a powerful guy, a guy who he can lean on. It just seems that sometimes players need to have a different environment in order to succeed. Yes. And it seems Ben didn't have to go anywhere. The environment just changed. I'm not. I'm not denigrating Cower. I mean, obviously, he's well, one well, of the. He, well, he's a great coach. But, but also, it, a couple of things happened. The offensive coordinator, which was the right wide receiver coach. He became the offensive coordinator. Right. So now your offensive coordinator is is like minded in terms of wanting to throw the football. When he was in Cleveland, we played against uh, uh, the offensive coordinator, who, you know, who's now in in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Arians. A- a- yeah, Bruce Arians, and he wanted to throw the football there forty times a game. They threw it. They threw it lights out. Well, that was his mindset. So when they made the change off as coordinator, obviously it gave a little bit more credence to Ben. And the offense coordinator said, you know what? He's my best guy. I'm going to give my best guy the ball. It plays into what I like to do anyway. Not that he didn't want to run the football, but he wanted to give his best guy a chance to win the game. So what do you think of this year's Steelers, who every week it's it's unbelievable how they are on their bye week. <laughs> they are on their bye week leading this division, even though they lost to the Ravens twice, and everybody th- thought they were over the hill back in September. And then mid-October, everyone thought, well, they may have a chance. And then now in November, they weren't from last week to the Ravens have this division to now they're actually leading it. What do you think about moving forward with the Steelers? You know, I think um, it's looking up, obviously, with the Steelers uh, for a couple reasons. One they're going to get healthier. And and you look at the game against the Ravens, uh, they weren't healthy. Uh, you, you didn't have all of your guns out there. And so with that being said, uh, you get healthy. That's one part. But also the team is becoming a different team. I, I think early in the year, 
they took some chances on the offensive line. They felt that they could survive without Max Starks. I mean, he's a, a really good football player. And so they made a conscious decision that they were going to go with some younger guys. Uh, the younger guys not really uh, didn't really pan out that well. I mean, you, you got to have experience when you're playing against the teams that the Steelers are playing against. And so as a result, uh, they struggle a little bit early in the year. They get Max in. It kind of stabilizes the offensive line, and I think you see a better uh, football team as a result of it. So I think they're 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 trending upward. They are trending upward. Yeah. <laughs> the question is, who would beat them in Heinz Field in January? The, the problem is because they lost to the Ravens. I don't know if they'll they'll be in Heinz Field. I think they may have to go on the road if the Ravens can win. Uh, continue to win because they won the head up scenario. You know they would have to go to Baltimore. It's a tough place to win. Yeah, I know you're right. Uh, last year though, the Packers went from the sixth seed to the podium, mm-hmm. and that was the second time that's happened. We yeah. all remember the first time that happened, <laughs> don't we? Yeah, I mean it still is a great yeah. road team, right? So I mean if, if they can, if anybody can go into Baltimore and win, is the still is because they've won there before. One, mm-hmm. they're they're a divisional opponent that you know very well, uh, and you have the edge on them psychologically in terms of having sent them home from the playoffs the last couple of years. So who beats the Packers? Give me a team that you think can beat the Packers. Ooh. I'll give you one when you give me yours. How about this? I'll Chicago Bears. You think the Absolutely Chicago Bears can. can beat the Packers? And the reason I say that is a divisional team is much harder to beat um, because they know you. They know how to defend you. They know how to beat you. Um, you don't have to look any further than that. When you look at the games that they played, when they won the Super Bowl, you look at the, the championship game. I mean, it wasn't even when your quarterback on the bench, it wasn't out. They didn't just blow blow the Bears away, did they? No. No. So it, you don't have to go any further than in their division. Um, you play them tough. Minnesota played them tough with a, with a rookie quarterback. So, All I'm saying is divisional teams have a better understanding of how to beat you than other teams that, that, that don't play. So you think um, late January, if we get an NFC championship game repeat, repeat somehow, some way, if the football gods break it this way, because you know it won't be in Soldier Field, it would be in Lambeau. Uh-huh. You, think, you think Cutler can go up to Lambeau? And, and come up with that W? I think he can because you've got a, a different football team now. I think this football team understands their strength. Um, a year ago, they kind of hinged on Cutler. And, okay, he was, you know, okay, up and down. When they lost him, then they had no identity. Well, this team, they don't hinge on Cutler. It's Forte. It's Forte. So now you've got a different mindset. Now the Chicago, I mean, now the Green Bay Packers have to defend you in a totally different way. Okay, now you got to stop the run with Cutler. You don't have to stop Cutler with the run, and it's a big difference when you have to defensively defend that as opposed to stopping the pass. Now Green Bay Packers, they got good cornerbacks. Their their, their strategy is really sound at three four. You know they had they struggle some a little bit against teams that's going to run the football at you uh, because you know they lost some of their studs up front. So I, I think if there's a team that can beat them, uh, you don't have to look look that far. Just go right down the uh, down it's the road. It's an interesting take. Mine would be the 49ers. I believe in them, man. Yeah, I believe in them. Part of it is is because is because the head coach is a Michigan man. Don't think we're not going to touch on this subject in a few oh minutes. Okay. okay. Really? I believe in <laughs> – I believe – well, here's oh. what I do believe in their head coach. I believe that this team is clearly bought into 
Yes. Their head coach. Yes. They have completely taken on his personality and identity. Yes. I mean, it, it took no time. Yes. Without, a, with, without an offseason, it was boom. Yes. This is Harbaugh's team, and they've taken the, the quarterback – what he did against the Giants, he made decisions. He was on his. He was he on his. Plays. He made it. He, he made, made his. He made his throws. He was on his back foot. Boom! He went right. If Gore's healthy, they can ball control. I, 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 I'm. This is funny because this is now the second or third week that I've 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 mentioned this theory on this podcast, and the looks that I have received are similar to the one that you are giving me right now. Mm-hmm. That Frank Gore can ball control the game enough to keep. Uh, Rogers on uh-huh. on the sideline, and that when he comes in, the defense is good enough to force a mistake or two. Let me ask you this: Yes, does the game have to be in San Francisco, or can it be in? I think Green it, Bay? I think it can be in Green Bay. I really do believe that. Oh. I do believe it. <laughs> hey, if Vic won in that situation years ago in a playoff game, I think. Well, it, it's never going to be in San Francisco. I mean, I, I shouldn't say never. never don't say uh, you never, never, never. never. You never say, say never, never. Yeah. because because uh, Green Bay can lose to Detroit, and they can lose to Chicago. Yeah, they cough up too. I mean, I'll say this. Yes. Again. You know, you, they, you want to see it. You want to no, see it. No. Battle tested. You want to see it. This was their first test playing a, a team that was a physical-minded football team. In the Giants. In the Giants. Right. And they played them well and they beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will preface it and say there was an opportunity for them to lose that game. I mean, Manningham, he catches that ball. Oh, I mean, it, it's a game. tie ball game. Anything happens at that point. So, I mean, it wasn't so far-fetched that they just blew this team out. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, they have to become battle-tested. You want to see it. Well, they're going to yeah. going to play the Ravens on Thanksgiving Ravens night. Ravens in Pittsburgh. They've got two teams. The Monday night. Gotta play. That's right. They have the Pittsburgh Steelers yes. at home, I think, yes. on the, the – uh, Week fifteen Monday, uh, Monday night, yes, and yes. then they've got they've got the Ravens on our air on Thanksgiving. Yes, night. and it's nothing better than playing those teams late in the year because now it's a litmus test for you. You understand exactly where you are going into the playoffs. Now you play them in September, October. You don't really get a good good idea because that team isn't the same team, and you're not the same team. Well, you're going to see a Ravens team. That has to win in order to stay in the lead, okay, in the AFC North. Steelers are going to need that, too. You're going to see a Steelers team that has to win to stay in the lead. So you're going to get their best shot. You will. And they're going to be their playoff caliber, championship caliber teams. That's what you want to test yourself. Because guess what? They lose both of those games. it, It drops them from maybe a two seed to a three seed. Maybe. Or from a one seed to a two seed. Maybe. But for them... It doesn't hurt them as much if they lose both games because I suspect they're going to go through the AFC West. I mean, the NFC West, and they're going to beat up on the Arizonas. And, They've got and, and, five games got, left in yeah, that division. That's what I'm saying. So they're going to beat up on those guys. Right. I believe so. They may lose one of those five, but they can still afford to lose to those two games. Even if they lose both of them, it, it only moves their seating maybe one spot. Okay. So, but the, what with the information that they gather is is so valuable. So I like them later in the year because as they're developing, they still get an opportunity to prove themselves before the playoffs. And the interesting thing that Harbaugh is going to have to deal with, and he will deal with this, this is going to happen. They're going to clinch that division. They're going to clinch that division early December. I mean, that, but, that, but, that thing will be yeah, – and, 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 yes. and then it'll be you've got your home playoff game. Now you're just playing for bye week. Right. And, and, and how do you keep these guys sharp? 
Right. How do you keep these guys sharp for when that game's going to mean everything maybe mid-January? And that That's Pittsburgh his... Steelers game is great in terms of where it is. Week 15, they probably will have already clinched. No question. And if this they is haven't clinched by then, there'd, be, uh, there'd right. be some explaining to do. And, and, and two things happen. If they, lo- if they win the game— right. Great. It shows they're ready. If they lose a game, if they lose that game, great. Because it gives Harbaugh something to take in his back pocket going into the playoffs saying, guys, look, look, these guys lost in the Super Bowl. We've got to be able to beat this team because they could potentially be in the Super Bowl. So it gives him, win or lose, yeah. a, a lot to work with week 15 going into the playoffs. Seven weeks to go. I'm getting your assessment just by your comments. You think it's going to be Packers-Steelers again? Uh, I, you know, it's hard to say. It really is. That's when you why get I asked the, the playoffs, question. That's why I asked the question. It's. I, I think the Packers um, probably have a clearer route. How can anybody beat them? I just I don't think, see oh, it. I, I'm serious, man. I'm, I'm telling ser- you. I mean, well, Rodgers is out of his skull. I will say I've this. never seen it like this. I will this. say this. I will say this. Yeah. They are beatable. If Rodgers is not in the game, okay. So are you are you, ba- are you bounting no, right now? All I'm saying is, what are you what are you, you saying? You can never knock him out. Ever expect for something to happen? I mean, you just don't know. You just don't know. So you can't assume. Okay. That everything is. You sound be like there. Greg Williams now, man. I'm I mean, you sound no, like Greg Williams. Go go for Rodgers. Go ahead. At some point, at some point, God. The, the teams he's, are going to say he is, he is, but he is getting, but he's getting rid of the ball. He's not holding on to it yes. too long like he did a couple years ago, oh, right? Phenomenal. He's incredible out of the pocket. Oh. He's better out of the pocket. No question. Okay, no, I, I don't know who's going to get a clean shot do? on him. The only yeah. way is if he's if he's foolish enough to go head first on a run right. and not get out of bounds and not slide that yeah. that like he did. In Detroit mm-hmm. last year, yeah, when he got, got hit in the head, out, right, right, which by the way led to their last losses since yeah. they have not lost since that Lions game and then the subsequent game against New England, where where Matt Flynn started and almost mm-hmm. darn near almost won, won that, that game, game too. So okay, so the Packers, you're, you're gonna go. So I think they're gonna go with the Packers. Pa- they okay. have a clearer path. So then, who's the AFC guy? It's hard to say. Because it depends on who gets hot. Now, because let me say this. Mm. You're going to have five teams that you can toss up in the air in the AFC. Yeah. Okay. Whichever teams get hot, those are the teams that have a chance. Houston, the Patriots, the Jets, the Steelers, the Ravens. Okay. I don't know about the Jets. No, 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 no. You, you don't know about them, but guess what? I don't know about them. This is a resilient I know. You never bunch. Know. I know they are. And guess what? They are going to be in the playoffs. Now, you think the Jets are going to be in the playoffs? Yes, I think the Jets will get to the playoffs. Oh. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they will because I think Cincinnati, they've got a tough road to hold because they haven't played any any, in, any divisional games. They've got all divisional games, right? So hold I see on. where you're going. They, they've lost Green. They lost uh, Hall. He's gone for the year. Yes. Green is probably going to be gone for an uh, extended amount of time. So now you get into the media schedule and you lose two of your key guys on offense and defense. It's going to be tough to keep that going. I mean, and they've done a great job thus far. I don't know if it's enough for them to get in the playoffs. So as a result of that, I think they may fall a little bit. I don't see anybody in the AFC South. Other than yeah, Houston. there's no South and there's, there's no, no West. One is going to come from the West, one from the South. So, it's either going to be three from the North that's what I'm saying. or two from the North and two exactly. from the East. Exactly, and I don't think Cincinnati's going to have enough to to nudge out the Jets. 
So that's why I, that's why I say it's going to go that way. One last pro football question before we uh, move on to you know where I'm going. Uh, <laughs> Cower, do you think he's coaching again? You know what? I think um, it has to be a very unique situation. I don't. I don't see him coaching. Um, you don't. I don't see him coaching for a while. When I mean, he said, "I don't have plans to coach again," well, I, my first thought was like, uh, reading between the lines is, "I don't have plans to get a nine million dollar check from Stephen Ross in you know, Miami right, right, right. to get off the set no. with, with with James Brown." You know, I mean, uh, let me tell you, let me tell you the type of scenario that would have to happen. Yes. It would have to be far fetched, uh, and this would this would never happen. It would have to be something like Andy Reid gets fired or something crazy it's or he resigns. So I, mean, it's, I mean, I'm just saying something to that degree, something like you're like, what scratch your head kind of thing. And then that's the kind of scenario where a coach car would have to really give it some thought because now you're not coming in coaching a last place team. You got a quality football team that needs direction and understanding. And maybe, maybe, with your defensive mindset and for your philosophy, running the football and becoming physical, playing in the NFC East, playing in a, a very tough division, just maybe that would be enough to get him off the couch. So it would have to be a very unique set of circumstances. I don't think a Miami job would entice him because there's so many issues. And the number one is the quarterback position. The one thing I do know, he's not going anywhere that does not have a solid quarterback there. Already in place. Already in place. Or one that is such yes. a surefire draft and pick. Because if, if there's sure ever been have. a weakness uh, of Coach Cowers, it's been the inability to really coach that position. So he wants a guy that's already there. Hmm. What about, let me, can I play a what if game? Sure. sure. What if the Colts decide to make a move? What if the, what if the Colts make a move? No. And he can, and he can, and he can have Peyton for the last four years, or they go ahead and draft that kid out of Stanford. No, because he would say no to that. He say no to that because you got to do so much to get that team ready to play his type of football. It's too it, much it's of too a transition. Much. It's too much. You got to change the entire team. Well, you have to change the entire Eagles, though. But you have to offensively and defensively. No, 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 Eagles. No, you don't. The Eagles. What you have to do is. All you got to do, you got you got a big offensive line, big group offensive linemen. All you need to do is keep your tail back there, bring in a big back, okay, as your as your second back. Which hold they on, have hold on. never done. But, but They've guess never what? done that. No, right, well, I know. You bring it in something different. Right, uh-huh. You bring in your big back in, okay. On defense, what do you got to do? You just got to bring in maybe, maybe, uh, you know, because you're going to change, you maybe change to a 3-4. I would suspect he would probably change two or three, four. He he has to do some things there uh, from a four, three to a three, four. But I think your secondary is solid, which you maybe need to bring a a, a thudder in at, at strong safety. But they got a pretty good strong safety. He he likes to hit. So maybe you have to do some juggling there at the linebackers because he wants some strong linebackers. So he's gonna that's gonna be pretty, probably his area. But there's not a lot. That needs to be done. Um, I mean, you got some solid guys. Maybe he couldn't go to a three four immediately. Maybe he sticks to the four three and gradually goes to a three four oh, wow. or play some hybrid three four stuff. So it's not a lot that you need to do. You know what I'm saying? Look at you. That's, I'm just saying. Ah, uh, you are just saying. Because I mean, that would be but, a major. But that's a stretch. That's yeah, a, stretch a stretch because Andy Reid is. He should. They should. Don't not even consider 
getting rid of Andy Reid because I think um, he made he made a poor decision um, in the change at defensive coordinator. When you have a championship team, I don't think you stretch at any position in terms of coaching. You don't stretch because you've got a championship caliber team and you got an organization willing to make all the moves necessary to get you over the hump. So what you need to do is you need to bring in everything that's proven. You don't need an unproven. You need proven. And I think that's where the mistake was made. I think he'll rectify that in the offseason. He's going to rectify that, no question about it. And I think they'll be back on on track. So I don't I don't see that as being an issue. Interesting. What if it? Let's just continue the last what if here. What if that does happen? Would the how would the city of Pittsburgh handle Bill Cowher showing up on the other side of the state? How would that happen? How would that sit? I think it it would be okay now. Because, oh, because Tomlin's Tomlin's won so championship. He's right. won a championship, and because of that, yeah, I think it changes everything. There was some talk about coach and going to the Cleveland and. You know, it, it it grew some uproar, but nowhere near the amount it did when Coach hit was was about to retire, and they were talking. I mean, he was about to leave Pittsburgh, and they were talking about possibly him going to, to Cleveland. And there was a protest, and there was petitions. Right. There was all kind of stuff. Well, it wasn't that the second time around, and he actually met with them. Okay, and it didn't go crazy in Pittsburgh, and that's because they won a championship with Tom, and they said, "Hey, you know, we got our guy." Mm-hmm. You know what, man? You're the best. I I, I don't even I I, I I I I like you so much that I'm almost considering not asking about Notre Dame, <laughs> but I don't like you that much. Oh my goodness! How much did that one hurt this year? Oh, with it me hurt. And you. It hurt. It, it, Michigan and Notre Dame. Let me why it hurt? Is that three in a row? Uh, is that three in a row now? I don't think so. I think I it is. Well, I've got, I've got, I know it's I've two. got. No, it's three. It's three because you and I didn't have our friendly wager this year because I didn't see you. Good. Okay. But two years ago, jerseys. you two years ago, right. two years home ago, I got yeah, 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 and then and that was. I wanted. I got a home for. I got a home one for my own personal collection, and an away one for charity. So yeah, I think yeah. that's two. I think maybe two years in a row. You're right. At, le- at least. No, that. no, no. Rich Rod got you a couple times. Rich Rod. <laughs> Notre Dame was one of but the I only he lost, that he got I with regularity. He, I think his last year he lost yeah, to us. Uh, maybe so. And I don't even remember. I'm not sure, but but what I am sure about. I love Brian Kelly. I like him a lot. Oh, he's, he's the real deal. I, he was on the deal. set with us at the draft. Um, and you know, I, I I like him a lot. He made a big mistake in the comments, uh, you know, about you know these not being his kids because once you take the job, these are your kids. Uh, so he made a big gaffe there. I mean, huge. Uh, but I think he's the coach that's going to change the mindset there. He has a, a, a great understanding of, of recruiting, of what he needs to do, but he's also been able to win everywhere he's gone without the best talented team. So when you look at the Cincinnati team that he had, he had the best team, didn't probably have the best talent in in the Big East, but he had the best team. And you go back when he was at Western Michigan. Right. Didn't necessarily have the best talented team, but he won. So that tells you that he didn't necessarily have to have the best players to win. And I think the question is sometimes with Notre Dame, maybe you need to have the best players to win there. And it's, he's proven you don't. I think he's sending you a text right now thanking you for what you just said. <laughs> Good to see you, Jerome Bettis. 
Good to see you. You are the man. Thank Thanks you. for coming on. Appreciate you it. You bet. That's none other than Jerome Bettis joining me here on the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Bud Light. Joining me now on the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Bud Light is a longtime friend of the network and of this podcast and this program. He's one of the best at what he does. He is of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maurice Jones-Drew joining us on Jaguars Cam. How are you, MJD? I'm doing great, Rich. How are you? I'm doing fine. There's so much to talk about, as always, when the two of us get on the horn together. So much to talk about. Where, where do we even start? Um, How about with me apologizing? I apologize. For what? What do you apologize for? For my Monday night, just horrible play, fumbling the ball, couldn't get in the end zone. On the you. half yard line. That's all I was thinking about, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Please tell me that's not. Yeah, is that really? I was like, I can't believe I didn't get in to do my man's dance. It would, I I just, I just, you know, I was, I was very hurt. Well, um, that makes two of us. Uh, But listen, uh, the bottom line is this. You still have another chance. Uh, For those who don't know the backstory, uh, you, Maurice, came on this podcast uh, back in the summer. Uh, when there was still that infernal lockout going on, you came on and you and uh, and I had a chat. You agreed to do the Rich Eisen podcast touchdown celebration dance, but only on a Monday night football game. So then you could go on the set with Stuart Scott and drop my name on ESPN. Correct. That's the, that's right. the plan. Correct. And that's there the and there you were against the Baltimore Ravens. You, you it was right there. I mean, the, I mean, right there. I, I saw it. I, I tried to I could feel it. I could smell it. When was the last time you fumbled on the half-yard line in your entire life? I don't think it's ever happened. No. No. Yeah, really? I, I think – I think, Really? I don't know. Yeah, I don't – I don't know. It won't happen again. I can't allow it to happen again. <laughs> well, like I said, you've got one more chance. I think you've got the, you've got the Chiefs on a Monday night, correct? The Chargers. The Chargers. Chargers. The Chargers yeah. on a Monday night coming up. Is that in your yeah. house or are you, are you out in San Diego? No, it's, it's, it's in Duval County. Okay. All right, so you'll be you know, home. You know. You'll be comfortable. I mean, I just saw what Michael Bush did against him. You, you, you know, I mean, no offense to Michael Bush. You're MJD, right? I mean, we got a chance well, here. We got a shot here. Yeah. Well, I have to wait till that time comes. You know, we're sure. kind of in the, in the thick of a divisional race right now. Now, you're three and six. You would call this a divisional race? Definitely. We're in the thick of it. That's your mindset right now. Yeah, we got a we got a tough Cleveland team we got to face, very similar to us, and uh, we got to get past them first, and then you know on to the next. And the next one is Houston uh, with Matt Leinert at quarterback. When you heard that Matt Schaub went down, what was your first thought, Maurice? Uh, first of all, I, I mean, anytime anyone gets hurt, you know, you always want you feel for them because we've all went through that process or somewhere where you've went through those type of struggles, but. Uh, it's sad to see. You always want to play against the best week in, week out. And I know Matt Leinart is a very talented quarterback. Obviously, he got drafted, what, 10th, I think, when, I, when we all came out. A very, he's a very talented guy in the right situation. He'll, he'll flourish. But, uh, you know, going against Matt Schaub, I think a couple weeks ago, they beat us. So we wanted to go back and play them again. And, uh, you know, things just happened out where he got hurt. So hopefully we take care of Cleveland and we'll see see what Houston has waiting for us. And and what what can this team be in your estimation Maurice based on what you've seen so far and you've got a rookie quarterback uh that's that's trying to steer this ship for the very first time. What can this team be in in your mind? We we can be we we're, we're on the verge of being a great team to tell you the truth Rich. 
Uh, I know last game, uh, our Blaine did, you know, he had a turnover in the, in the first quarter, I think in the first series, but after that he progressed and it just, the, just watch him grow throughout the game was amazing. I think in the second half he was eight for nine passing the ball. Um, he's getting more comfortable in the offense. During the game, our, our uh, I guess our headsets went out, so he had to call his own plays. And, you know, when you have a guy that can call his own plays in the huddle, I mean, that's what Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, those guys do, Aaron Rodgers. And uh, for a young guy to do that, that, that that's amazing. So we're, we're going on the right track. Obviously, we had some bumps in the road. But uh, we're going to continue to work, and uh, he's getting better each week, and that's all we can ask. You sure that wasn't Del Rio trying to put him through a test? You know, you're going against the winless Colts. Let's just kick the plug out and see how Blaine does. Do you think that might have been the case? Nah, probably not, because we were, we were two and six at the time. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> winless, I two and six, it's all, it's all about the same. I see. I see. And what is Gabbert like? Uh, I mean, he's crazy pretty much. I, I love the guy, man. He comes out, he plays hard, practices hard, then we go home and play Modern Warfare 3 is that, like is 2 that, in the morning. Is that right? So we get up and do it all. Yeah, that, that's all we do. We don't, we don't do anything else. Who wins? Well, we're on the same team. We usually dominate other no. opponents, but he's pretty good, too. I didn't think he was that good, but he, he's pretty decent at it. See, now, did I just... Uh betray that i don't know anything about modern warfare 3 by asking you point blank who wins did i just show that off right but did no, i just show my at age at all no not at all not at all because okay. i mean sometimes we play against each other sometimes okay. we're on the same team all right i mean i came out of the womb with the controller though so that's the difference between me and him he's he's progressing into a gamer mm. i was born a gamer you were so hmm. See, you know, I, I, I haven't played a video game, and I'll be honest, I haven't played a video game in like two decades. I, I mean, I used to go crazy with the Madden. I mean, Madden won, you know what I mean? I don't even right, know, you yeah. know, I, I, and, and I know, again, I, I'm sort of dating myself. You're shaking your head. I don't blame well, I, you. I'm but... just going to tell you, don't don't play. Don't play then, because once you get addicted, it, it's it's but it, it's the next three... thing. We need to have a Gamers Anonymous. Wait a minute. You have three kids, don't you? Are they still three yeah. under three? Or or one's older. Yeah, than three, three, we're still three under three right and now. And when do you have time for gaming till two in the morning? How do you well, do they, this? They play with me. They play with me, and then uh, I'll put them to bed. Okay. I'll put everybody to bed, and then I'll get back up and start gaming it again. But how do you? I mean, I can't even stay. I, I can't even stay awake past nine o'clock at night. Again, I I, I know I sound like I'm I'm eating boiled chicken at four thirty in the oh. afternoon with a blue plate, you know, but. You know what I mean? But it's just, how do you do How do you do that? And you're a Pro Bowl running back in the NFL, traveling, working, working out early. How do you do that? I, I don't know. I just, when you're addicted to something, you find a way to get it in. And, <laughs> oh, and so no. with, with my, my addiction to games yes. and, you know, my addiction to winning, we're trying to, we're right now we're trying to figure out a way how to get both of those things working. And, and it's funny. I think we, we, this is the most fertile team I've been on because in the last – well, throughout the lock, I think we've had 10 babies on the team. Yeah. Then we have, like, 30 guys who play Call of, uh, Call of Duty or Madden or Modern Warfare. So it's just, like, the perfect team for me. We how, have gamers and kids. How do you do it? I just have no earthly idea. That's impressive, the way you're juggling this whole thing. Uh, what is your goal for this year? Give me a goal, then. We're, we're midseason. You are 3-6. and six, um, And you, you, you want to, I'm sure, want to go across to Hawaii again as you've uh, – uh, growing accustomed to this sort of thing. What is your goal, MJD? Uh, tell you the truth, Rich, for me and with this team that we have is we obviously our goal is to win our division. But in order for us to do that, and I know this sounds cliche, but 
we have we're in a one game season right now. So each game we have to take it one game at a time. We can't look forward to things. Uh, granted, we did, you know, with the shop getting hurt, that kind of like brought up all this excitement and everything. But we have to take care of Cleveland first. It was a very tough team. I mean, a lot of people talk about their defense and how they can do certain things, but they present uh, different things for our offense and how we can run the ball, how we're going to throw the ball or how we're going to attack them. So we have a lot of things. And then on top of that, you know, I was going to get a chance to play my younger cousin, TJ Ward. Right. But, you know, I, I'm going to have to call him and talk to him. He's, he's a little banged up right now. We yeah. might have to, you know, go on, go on eBay and buy him a new foot or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they sell those there. I don't know if they're allowed to sell that. But it's <laughs> it's it's a good idea, though. You're, you're thinking. You're always thinking. And as we saw when you scored last week, uh, Dion had to um, essentially walk me through what you were doing. You were shooting dice and picking the money up, correct? And when you scored last yeah, week in Indianapolis? Yeah, 11, rolled 11 first. Okay. You know, then you the went guys yo? behind You me, went yo? Is that when? Okay. Yeah, I went yo first. Okay. And then they were like, you know, they thought I said Joe. So they said roll again, you know, for the four. But I was like. No, I went, I'll roll again. Just give me a second. Let me make sure everybody has, you uh-huh. know, everything in place. And I went seven right after that and took everything and we left. I always want to give my uh, listeners and viewers uh, something portable uh, against Cleveland. What do you got planned? Do you have something planned if you get in? Uh, you got something? I, I, don't, I don't have anything planned yet. I, I, um, you know, first I have to try to get in. It was sure. it's tough. It's been tough the last couple of years getting in the end zone, you know, uh, so first, we got to figure out how we're going to try to get in there. Then I might text you with something Sunday morning. Okay. How about that? Yeah, give me something. Because you have your choreographer, right? You've got somebody back yeah, home he's in the actually, Bay he's Area. He's in L.A. He's in L.A. He's in L.A. He moved okay. down to L.A., yeah. Okay. Okay. He's in the Valley. Okay. So, so he, I'm going to have to give him a call. Give him a ring. Figure it out. But, but again, on that Monday nighter, the 5th of December, home against Rich- San Diego, we're already locked in. We're locked You're in. You're locked in. And if you dare show up on the one-yard line, focus, Maurice. Just focus. Don't think of me. Don't think of the dance. Think of the end zone. Take it one step at a time, please. That's I what beg I have you. to do. I'm gonna, everything I'm doing now is one one step, one game. That's what it one is. One podcast at a time. One game. <laughs> one pod. Please, one podcast at a time. We don't want you to pull anything. And and again, I mean, you have no idea. I called my my wife. Uh, my three-year-old, my nine-month-old, who really has no clue about really anything. I called him all into the living room when you showed up on the one-yard line. I'm like, watch this. It's coming. I know my guy's got my back. I know it's I, coming. And you know what I mean? And then, did, you see the, did you see the look on my face after that? Like the, I know because the camera was right there, and I was mm-hmm. so disgusted with myself. Right. But it was because I hurt you. That, that was it. <laughs> it had nothing else to do with anything. I hurt you. Your your empathy uh, your empathy is astounding, and and I appreciate it, Maurice. Listen, thanks for joining me on this podcast, and uh, we'll we'll chat with you maybe 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 after that uh, Monday night game, maybe. Why not? And then make sure you represent UCLA because we're doing some good things right now. What, what 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 are those good things? Can you can you inform me we're about leading, what those we're good things? We're leading the Pac-12 South right now. I think. Are you really? Yeah, and it's it's in our control. Who if else? We out, who else? We win the, it. Who else is in the Pac-12 South? USC, the Arizona okay. schools. Okay. Not, you know, the a bunch schools. of nobodies. Okay. Didn't, okay. A bunch of nobodies. All right. And then this next week is a big game. Who's it? Who you got? Colorado mm-hmm. versus UCLA. Now, when I was at UCLA, the Colorado coaches were the coaches at UCLA. So this is a big game. Oh, that's right. New Heisel, right? New Heisel was yeah. coaching uh, Colorado well, when, no, you well, at, New, when you were at yeah. UCLA. 
And then and then now the UCLA coaches. So Coach John Embry was a tight end coach. Eric mm-hmm. Bieniemy was a running back coach, who's now the offensive coordinator and head coach right. at Colorado. So this is going to be a big game. Oh, I see. So you mean your your UCLA coaches are now at Colorado? Yes. And Neuheisel was a Colorado coach, and he's at UCLA right now. You could see how I am so confused. This is yeah, it's crazy. This this is going to be the biggest game of the year. Is that? And here I thought LSU Alabama was, but no, who, who knew? That, 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 who knew? Who, who knew? I didn't know. I needed to chat with you first. Okay. There you good go. enough. Well, good luck to Neuheisel and 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 the rest of that program. They could uh, they could use it. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> you got it. That's Maurice Jones Drew, one of the best of the best, joining us here on the Rich Eisen podcast, presented by Bud Light. Pleased now to have on the Rich Eisen podcast, presented by Bud Light, a return guest. Always thrilled to have him. He's uh, one of the best at what he does. The lead voice of the NFL on Fox, as well as also Major League Baseball on Fox, my bud, Joe Buck. How are you, Joseph? I'm happy to be in this hostage video with you. What are, you... <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what are we? Who's demanding what? Are you demanding something, or am I? Uh, what, 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 what's hostage right here? You or me? I think it's the worst possible situation. Nobody's demanding anything. That's it. I'm just, uh, I'm just here in front of a Rams billboard. Th- yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're on Rams cam, Joe. I don't know if you're aware I of that. I am. I feel good about that. I didn't know you guys have this, where you, you can have Sam Bradford come here and do whatever he wants into the camera, and yeah. you can sit on the other end. Yeah, this we've only been doing it for eight years. Thanks for watching. I appreciate that. Thank you. I, You know, is that just a podcast thing, or no, is that something no. that it's you dip Well, actually, I think what you're probably referring to is you, you've never been on the business end of a team cam. You've never been staring that 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 little camera that's staring you in the face yeah it's uh, unnerving it's uh, weird because if i look at the camera right i can't i have to look down yeah at me to see you right now i'm back up and then when you look and i can only see you in the peripheral vision well there. with your ball cap when you look down you've got that state that dave stewart glare underneath the underneath the lid there joe yeah right see what but i mean like an andy pettit uh, listen yep there we go that's probably a little bit more contemporary and I, right there. Let me start with that first, Joe, because that was Andy Pettit. No, 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 no. Let's not. Let's not start with that. But I, before we do get to football, uh, I want to ask you about uh, the call of the home run in Game Six of the World Series, um, in which uh, you uh, echoed your father's uh, historic call as well. In the same circumstance, same inning, same situation where the team needed to win at home in order to force a game seven and use the same, the same call. Uh, how, how did, at what point did it dawn upon you that the circumstances were the same? Um, I'd be lying if I said it popped into my mind much before when David Freeze was walking to the plate. I, you know, that's not something when you do play by play, you can't really plan something like that out. I think that was always hovering back there, mm-hmm. but only when I saw that he hit the ball pretty well, it sounded good off his bat, and it was carrying to center field, and then it just kind of came out. So, uh, you know, it, it meant a lot to my mom, I'll say that, and it got a lot of reaction, which makes me feel good, not because of something I did, but because people get a chance to think of my dad again, which yeah, is awesome. Yeah, I mean, that is awesome because who wouldn't want to pay tribute to their dad in front of uh, in front of a nationally televised audience and, and a huge audience at that? I mean, that, that's that's a dream come true for so many people, and, I, and, and I'm, I'm glad you were able to live that, Joe. Yeah, and, 
you never know if you're going to get that opportunity, and it just happened to fall right. I'd be lying if I said that David Freeze and I worked that out before the game. <laughs> and said, hey, if you can do this, I'd love to pay tribute to my dad. So it just happened, and now that's going to go away. I'm not ever going to try anything like that again. I think the situation was too perfect, and as I said the next day, I'm not going to become a Jack Buck cover band. I'm just going to leave his calls to him, right. and I'll do mine uh, on my own. Right. And uh, now you're back at it with uh, the NFL on Fox after, I guess, your World Series hiatus there as well. Uh, I asked you this the last time. You were on pretty much the same time last year. How, how are you able to juggle both? Uh, I know uh, the World Series is not an every-night thing, but uh, how are you able to keep an eye on two sports and be the lead voice for two sports at the same time? Probably the same way you do. Um, I know you're not doing the games, but you're out there hosting, and you know more about the league overall than I'll ever know. And you are aware of what's going on in Major League Baseball. I think I don't drown in the specifics of what every team is doing. I can't tell you who the backup tight end for the Bengals is right now. Uh, But if I was studying the Bengals for this week, I'd have it. So I think you kind of go week by week and try and put it in its own little capsule and do the best you can on Sunday and change gears and go somewhere else the following Sunday. So I just, you know, you read, you keep up, and you work with good people that keep you honest on that. You were in San Francisco last week, Giants and San Francisco. Uh, where where do those teams rank in terms of the teams that you've seen already thus far this year in front of you? Well, I've seen Green Bay. We had them pretty much right out of the gate against Chicago and I obviously Green Bay is the best team in the NFL right now I don't see anybody that's slowing them down but I was really impressed with San Francisco and Alex Smith and that defense and Jim Harbaugh they have a lot of things going for them right now and I think at home they made a statement I think they would be number two in the NFC and uh Giants, I thought, played a great game on the road. Don't go away. Eli's been great in the fourth quarter, and he was good again. He just had that last pass batted down. They were you know, within striking distance of tying that game. So I think they're the top three teams in the NFC with the Bears lurking right behind. And uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens the next two weeks with Detroit, who we have on Thanksgiving at home against Green Bay, I, I think that'll be a big battle. Dallas also, uh, I, I, they're, they're a team that obviously is up and down, but their schedule goes very soft for the next month. They're at Washington this week, and Washington has not won since being 3-1. and one. They're now 3-6. and six. Then they're home for Miami. Uh, they do get the Giants twice in December, and I imagine those are games that you will be uh, calling for Fox Um and Dallas is one team I, 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 I don't know if you should sleep on, and I don't know if who is, but where do you rank them, Joe? Well, I think you need to separate the two. I mean, how good are they, and do they have a weaker schedule coming up? No doubt. You know, I've picked them to win every year, and that hasn't happened. I, I am excited <laughs> to see what's going on there. Big fan of Jason Garrett's, big fan of Tony Romo, and – if they can put that together and offensively, it looks like Murray has brought them a new dimension at running back. Their offensive line seems to be getting better. They're doing this without Miles Austin. They found a new weapon in LaRon Robinson, who used to call this place where I'm sitting home. Uh, and then they've got Des Bryant, a great tight end. There's a lot there to like, not to even mention Rob Ryan's defense. So 
I think if they can continue to build there, they're a top five team. And the way football is these days, you can go from five to one or five to 15 in the matter of two weeks. And you're going to see Green Bay this week against Tampa Bay in the old Battle of the Bays that used to be in the same NFC Central together. Uh, this is going to be your first look at Rodgers since that Bears-Packers game, is it? Yeah, without watching him on TV. I mean, I right. watched him uh, on Monday Night Football, and I've obviously, my God, we had him every game down the stretch last year. We had him throughout the playoffs. We had him in the Super Bowl. So we're so well aware of what they're doing and all their weapons and all their depth that Ted Thompson has built over the years. So uh, I just don't see anybody in their class right now not just in the NFC, but in the NFL. It looks like they're going to be, I mean, again, uh, Tampa is struggling. It looks like you're going to get them undefeated on Thanksgiving. and uh, It seems like it. Right, I know. I mean, the way everything I've read all week about Tampa and their game against Houston, the way they've played defensively, and they're really, I think they're going to practice in pads twice this week. So uh, they are gunning for a big game. We'll see if they can pull it off. Exactly. We'll see. When you were with Harbaugh and uh, meeting him, did you shake hands with him? Did you did you have an incident at all? How did that go? What was it like? That was great. You know, in fact, he started off our interview session, for right. lack of a better phrase, with about 25 minutes on game six and about 10 more minutes on game seven of the <laughs> World Series. So <laughs> yeah. he was great and he was funny. He did a spot on spot on impersonation of Al Davis. Really? He did, uh, he had Aikman and I laughing. And yeah, he's intense and he's got that look in his eye every once in a while, like you don't know what's coming next. But that said, you know, it was good to hear him talk about Alex Smith and he is just no nonsense. But the players that followed him into the room all to a man said his demeanor in the locker room when they were down 20 to 3 at Philly at the half is not just what won them that game in the second half, but what has propelled them to start believing in themselves and uh, show the talent that we've seen there and just haven't been able to bring together the last few years. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're for real. I mean, we're, we're seeing them on Thanksgiving night ourselves against the Ravens, you know, brother and brother and Patrick Willis and Ray Lewis and all of that stuff. They're, they're for real, Joe. I, I mean, they, they're, they're, they have uh, basically uh, the Ravens and Steelers and then five games in their division the rest of the way. They, they, could, easily, they could easily be a one seed if, if the Packers trip up somehow. I agree. And uh, that's something that, you know, was fun. We were sitting there in San Francisco, and, you know, obviously Troy has a lot of memories from playing the 49ers oh, yeah. and a lot of big games out there. And for as old as that stadium is, and they're going to go into a new stadium in the next couple of years, when you see the camera angles for anybody our age and you see, you know, kind of the baseball look behind and the way that stadium set up, you can't help but think of Joe Montana and Steve Young and Jerry Rice. And it's it still has that feel and they still have a real good home field advantage. So they're they're a threat and they're they're a real threat, I think, of being a one seed. And if they are, they're going to be tough to beat. I think so, too. I mean, I mentioned it earlier on this show to Jerome Bettis. I've mentioned it every single week and people give me the same crazy look. There's no reason why they can't uh, Frank Gore a team like Green Bay to the point where you keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline and then that defense makes him make one or two uncharacteristic mistakes, and suddenly that any given Sunday happens in the most crucial Sunday imaginable. Yeah, I agree, and that's to say nothing of the play of Alex Smith. He has really developed and blossomed under Harbaugh, 
And uh, good for him. You know, he's had seven years, seven different coordinators, and he finally has a guy that believes in him, and it's showing every Sunday. Now, can you imagine Alex Smith against Aaron Rodgers on that uh, that Sunday championship game? Man, it's a talk show guy's dream. It is. It is. It's a. It's the, an NFL. Come on, you'll be. You'll be. Network. You'll, no, it's a Fox. That's that's not a bad Fox scenario. You'll no, be, it'd be great. You'll be talking about that up and down, left and right. You'll be getting. You'll be getting uh, the draft vision of 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 Aaron Rodgers sitting there forever and a day. No, there's no doubt. And then we'll be accused of the overhype award. We've no, overdone it that week. Well, I mean, yeah. why would anyone accuse a network that calls America's game of the week? Uh, three different games of overhyping anything. Can you help me out with that? How many America games of the week can there be at once? Can you help me with that one, Joe? I don't think there can be enough. <laughs> that I think is every a, game is America's game. That's of the a week. company man's answer right there. I like that out of you. It's America's time slot of the week. It's America's time because, and then, and then also. I'm also glad while we're on the subject uh, that that uh, for a replay, I, I can't tell the difference between the live and the replay. So the words "Let's go back" screaming at me from the graphics and the truck that helps do me as a viewer. You, <laughs> I don't even. I swear to God, I you don't. Know, yeah, do we do that? yeah. Maybe not on maybe not on your game, but it just it just let's go back. Yeah, I don't know? think we. I don't think we do that. You don't do well. You're above the fray then. You're above the fray. Well, I'm above the Rich Eisen. Nice. I've got a lot of things that bug me, Fred. <laughs> I mean, you've got way too much time on Hey, that. I watch. I what watch, else do you do? I watch all of them. I, I podcast. I travel to the Thursday games, and then I sit all day Sunday. Poor uh, Susie. Yeah, I know. Suze waves goodbye to me basically this time of the year. Uh-huh. You, know. you just go home to get your laundry. Pretty much. And, and eat. You know, and sleep, but that's that's. Hey, listen, I, I love this time of year. This is uh, this yeah. is this is what it this is what it's all about, Joe. You know what I mean? It's time for Americans to congregate around America's game of the week, right? And you have you have all of them at once, and uh, it's a good response. There can't there there really can't be enough of those. You're right. I think it was Fox's salvo back at CBS when it was most America's watch most net- watched network. network. Yes. Yes. Our rating is higher, so we're America's game of the week. And right. Well, blah, NBC blah, blah. says they're football night in America, you know. Right. So it just, how, I, I guess America's large enough, right? You know what I mean? It's yes. a big country. It's a free country. I um, agree. I'm it's with you. Greatest ya. country on the earth. God bless you. God bless. You. Hey, but speaking of that too, didn't your dad do the radio call of the catch? He did. I actually have that uh, freeze frame of Dwight. Clark going up and making that catch where he draws the play. It's like one of those typical auction items that they've probably put on every auction over the years. But I wanted to get it because I think one of the best broadcasts that I've heard in NFL films put the radio call to the TV copy and then they play it every once in a while uh, is my dad doing it with Pat Summerall as the analyst on the radio. And it's... uh, it's as good as it gets and, in my book. And then that, and then the TV, the TV call was Vince Scully, and Hank Stram. And Hank Stram. <laughs> it's like one of the more incredibly well documented catches by some of the more seminal voices in the history of broadcast. We were just talking about that when uh, during a commercial break, uh, when we were doing the game against the Giants this last Sunday. And again, I mean that you go into that stadium and you start looking for landmarks where some of the coolest moments in the I, I'm not going to say the history of the NFL but certainly sure. the last 40 years of the NFL took place I mean that franchise my god you walk into that practice facility as you have and it's just 
just lined with one trophy after another, one honor after another. What a great, what a great organization. And now you're going to Lambeau, where there's no shortage of that <laughs> stuff either. Yeah, exactly. You know, hey Joe, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Again, That's all I get. What else you want? Yeah, I'm, I'm I don't here. know. We haven't made any demands. I'm sitting here. What demands? Oh, I mean, for the. <laughs> Here, uh, drop my my demands are you you uh, just drop my podcast at some point during the uh, the Green Bay, Tampa Bay. You know, Troy, I was on Rich Eisen's podcast yeah. last week. Yeah, come on, that's conversational enough. Absolutely, and I'll ask Fox him why we call it, it America's Game of the Week. Well, be good too. Well, you probably I don't know. Is it because you don't you only it's an early not game this week? Yeah, I know. Well, next week. It's how, not it, this week. Actually, Thanksgiving, you can definitely call it that. You know what I mean? It's it's your America. It's just um, all of America will be watching on that Thanksgiving. As we're all giving when, thanks. When do you celebrate Thanksgiving? I usually do it the Tuesday of the week. What do you, when do you normally uh, Well, do? it's an early game in Detroit, so I'm going to get home and uh, go to go to my mom's uh, house with my sister and her kids. And uh, so my you'll be kids back. are going to be in Mexico. So you're actually going to be in Mexico. In Mexico. <laughs> Where else do you celebrate Thanksgiving? I don't know. In Mexico. It's great. And you hit the pinata and stuffing comes out of it. Like, I like that. Exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's uh, the... I know. I'll be in St. Louis for Thanksgiving. No, very good. Well, good for that. Hey, Joe, listen, man, I appreciate the time. Thanks very much. We'll get you back on uh, on Rams cam and we'll make fewer demands of you the next time. <laughs> Any, hey, anything for you and for the fine folks at the NFL Network. Thank you. God bless you, Joseph. Thanks again. All right. You bet. That's none other than Joe Buck of Fox Sports joining us here on the Rich Eisen Podcast. Pleased now to uh, have on the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Bud Light uh, two good friends, uh, Jason Wormser, a.k.a. The Worm. Hi, Rich. The king of Fox soccer. Hello. Joining us back on the podcast. Hello, America. And joined by the grand dame of NFL Total Access, this podcast, and also my uh, co-anchor, of Thursday night football kickoff oh, yeah. on NFL. Does that, did that stick your mind, Kara Henderson? That no, you, that just you, hearing the word co-anchor come out of your mouth, it's, it's, always, it's, it's always a little bit shocking. Is it really? Did, yeah, I, did, I knock you, did I knock you for a loop? You did. You, you don't did. have to travel, do you? No, I stay right oh, here. Oh, win. W-I-N for I you. Kind of, I miss a little bit of nah, the travel. No, no, no. You're talking you're to the wrong person. 20 right? degrees this, in Denver. Kara Henderson loves a game day. Okay. Right? Yeah. You love the feel, the it's power fun. of the state, and you actually experienced one this very Yeah, week. it was at the Saints and Falcons game, which was a blast. Um, it's always And it's fun. You know games. what? It's, I mean, this is only the second game. I mean, I've, this is my second game of the season, but it's only the second game in about 10 years that I've been As to that I haven't mere had citizen to do of the United States. any work. I'm with my friends from high school. I'm like, oh, you, did, is... you just, just went to the game? She was a mere citizen. Just like me. I was a mere citizen, too. And you were at the Giants-San Francisco, San Francisco game. game. Yep. Cursing your head off? Where no, were no. I was, okay. uh, I tell you, I, swearing, I, I, swearing have like been, a sailor. I have been remarkably calm this year. I'm telling you, there is an inner what peace. Is what is it? Because is it they, Eli? Because they are playing with an inner peace about them. They have, I are playing with such, they are so calm. <laughs> what, is, what is that? What does that mean? They do. They, they have no fear. They're down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Namaste, they don't care. Giants. Namaste. The, the they namaste, don't care. Giants. I guess, yeah. I, I'm doing the yoga. <laughs> they're doing the yoga. What? They're doing, I'm the, the, namaste, you know. You're doing yoga? I'm doing, yeah. You are? Absolutely. Worm doing the downward it's, dog. I'm, I don't know if I can. I hate downward dog. It's oh the worst. That's, it's a pose. It's I a do, pose. It's a pose. I do sitting, I do that, that balancing chair really well. I'm good at that. Oh, the chair pose? Yes. That's awful. That's tough. You the gotta balancing work, you gotta, one. You gotta work the inner thighs on that one. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a rough one. But it was. I'm it, uncomfortable with it this was, conversation. <laughs> it was. <laughs> we're, we're I tell you what, that out. stadium, that yeah. place, it was great. The finally, there was some electricity in that place. People were around me were saying, "I've been here for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years." And the lights years. haven't worked there. No, no, it was. Oh, okay. It was like it's been it's been terrible there for ten years. <laughs> yes, it has. It's been it's been brutal. Yeah. Ever and since ever since Mooch left, basically, and well, ever since I was at the last game that they actually that mattered, which was well, the Giants, the playoff game, forty nine er game yeah. with Trey Junkin, yeah, bad snap, and, and your everyone's favorite official, Ron, Ron Winter, and Scott Green as your back judge. And now he's a, now he's a red. I, I was the red hat, and I gave him the. I was telling no, him yeah, during you the time. You always say you're the red hat. What is the red hat? What is that, that is a guy on the sideline stands on the twenty or twenty five of every NFL game, whatever network is broadcasting it. They are in coordination with the referees. Usually, it's the back judge, mm-hmm. and they are the timeout guys. They tell when there's a dead ball, injury, kickoff, scoring play, punt, on the chains of possession. They will they will signal either. Keep it going with the arm. The red hat will signal. To the back judge. Uh-huh. Keep it going. Let's keep playing. Or they cross their arms. Right. And they say, time out. We're going and, to, and we're going to break. Yeah. The, the, so the, and you let the, you as the red hat. Yes. Would let the back judge know we're yes. back from commercial break. Well, and we, and we, have a, we, we have a stopwatch. And sometimes I'll, I'll wave to him. And right. the AD will get in my ear. The associate director will say, hey, we need 10 seconds here. We need 15 seconds. Here. We got business right. to do. Right. Or we, we're late at a break or whatever. Do you have an actual red hat? No, you actually back then you wore. Uh, it's not really a hat. You wore these fluorescent orange oh, gloves. Yes, the gloves. And it, you wore these. I wore these ridiculous mitts for three hours or four hours, and they're uncomfortable and they make you sweat. So your hands sweat. So you take them off from time to time. It's yeah, true. You have no comment. Yet again, on this conversation is making me. Yeah, I, I, you just I want facts. That, I'm I would, giving you facts. I would think that the hand sweating would have been an automatic <laughs> response to Kara Henderson. I don't have the sweaty hands. Okay. I've met the people with the sweaty hands. Now, that but, day, no. that day, you were cursing up a that storm. That day, I was ready to. I basically told them, there were some kids who drove, who, some PA types or runners who drove me back to the airport. Mm-hmm. I said, basically, just take me to the Golden Gate Bridge. Just take me to the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm ready to jump. Because that was it was that kind of day. Mm-hmm. I was so angry at his hands were sweating like not you only <laughs> I was so angry. There you go. There not you go. just, just let me winter, slow play it a little bit. I got okay. just just the way it was handled. <laughs> just the way it, I wanted to take my. I had a big. I had a twenty twenty yard cord. I remember yeah. with me because I could walk out to the middle of the field if I wanted to. Right. And I wanted to take that cord and wrap it around Fossil's head. I swear to you, that would was, have been that would have been God good TV. Red cord. They were that, that, the that team had, was garbage. They had an awful defense that year. They had no line. Remember, they had linebackers. You've lost in, your inner peace, by the way. That, right. Whatever you had off, earlier has now gone away. Ajita. This team doesn't give me that Ajita. I'm telling you. All right, meta inner and, and, peace right the over there. Very good. They're going to be. But, they're better than last year. They're better than many the Giants of these are years. Absolutely. And yet, they'll probably won't make the playoffs because of their schedule. It's a tough schedule. And they, what is it every, what is it every the, year they, the Giants a, have the schedule they always in the second do. half? Every, no year. Doubt. every year. They should beat the Eagles this week. They should. Although now the Eagles are playing with house money now. They are. They've got nothing to lose, and they, they, they might play with that. That's because they ran out of their own money. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very nice. They have no more money. <laughs> they See, were, I'm, trying, I'm doing these for you now. You're telling me I wasn't being quick enough. The house money makes them go over the cap. Then they have to go to New Orleans. New Orleans will have 15 days off. Monday night. And it's a bad matchup, just historically, because Breeze destroys them. But it is Eli's homecoming, though. 
So what? It was the last time it was that was that I way know, too. But that was remember, that was the one where remember he screamed at Bradshaw because Bradshaw blew the blocking assignment. It was all bad. And yeah, it, that it was led just to a fumble, the half. Yeah. a fumble and touchdown. But that was the, that was the year the Saints won it all. And the yeah. Saints, Karen Henderson, uh, are not as good as that championship team that year. Even though they, they just, just beat feel, the Saints, you know, it's funny. The Falcons, it, it, right? They I just mean, feel different. Like it's like you like I was thinking of this watching the the Packers play on Monday night. That they're the only team that you just have that confidence in that they're operating at that high level. Like the all Saints the time. that year. They remind me of that. Like mm-hmm. where you you watch Drew Brees operate that year and. There was just a way that no they way were clicking, right? And you were just—it it was just—I—I I haven't got like this game is all like the Saints and Falcons game is always just—it's just a heavyweight fight. So you're gonna, you know, it's not gonna have that same kind of flow that you would have in a normal. But it was—I—I uh, I just don't, you know, I, I don't know that I see that same well, team. What was the sense share. amongst the people around you mm. as you were being a citizen of the world? In overtime, when the Falcons not only lined up to go for it on fourth down, but after a timeout, came out and still went for it. Because normally when you get a timeout in that situation, like, all right, we thought about it, we're going to punt. They'd already stopped Drew Brees in overtime Well, and and apparently they they originally were going to punt, and then they took the timeout and decided to go for it. So the, the feeling is, as it always is amongst the fans, which is great, it's like they always want you to go for it on fourth down. Right. It's like fourth and ten. They're like, come on. You know, so they wanted to they wanted him to go for it. I mean, it's fourth and inches. Right. So they everybody's like, yeah, we got to go for it. We got to go for it. Then they go for it. And they're like, what the hell was that? Yeah, well, the same thing <laughs> well, happened. That's why they're called fans, when the Giants right? went for the first time with three and a half to go. Everybody around me, my buddy was he, he never goes for it. It's fourth and six. He, they never go for On it. On their side of the and field. And he threw like that was a the percentage of that happening, that that Super catch and that throw, throw. was under ten percent, super throw, super throw, great catch. Yeah, and I knew I, I just they had every opportunity to win that game easily. I too. think that I think you know people are, are are talking about whether or not they made the right decision, but there are really two things here. It's uh, you know Mike Smith because he's such a uh, soft spoken guy. People don't think he's an aggressive play caller. He actually goes for it on fourth down quite a bit, mm-hmm. so he's fairly aggressive. And he had said all week they were going to be aggressive against them. You know, I I think going for it, I think most people thought that was the right decision to go for it. The play call was the thing that everybody was questioning, whether or not they should have just gone. You know, you've got inches. Sneak it. Sneak it. Matty Ice is six foot whatever. Sneak it or run a bootleg. You run a bootleg, he's still running probably. But then, then, you know, they they do that and then they don't get it. And they're like, they've got a 230-pound running back. Why aren't they running I can tell you all about that. The 275-pound running back, you can't get third and fourth and one. How many times has that happened in the last five Where years? Where did your inner peace go? It's gone. It's gone. It's not. It's still here. Well, Brandon Jacobs on short, here. short yardage Brandon Jacobs discussions will always waste the inner peace with you. He that's, is, that's like by waving the way, a red flag way, in front of a I can, I'm not joking. 40-yard dash, you against Brandon Jacobs, I'm telling you. I'd lose. No. Let me, I'm telling but, you. That I, guy is Neither so of you were here. You were in the stands there. You were getting ready for the Giants-Niners uh, game. I first guessed it. I'm like, ah, this is a bad move. Don't go for it here. I mean, you stopped Drew Brees already in overtime, right? You've done it once. Your defense has played lights out the last month. That's mm-hmm. why you've won three in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, just punt it. Get it Get it to Breeze. You know, just just punt it. I like the you call. Can't, it's the 29-yard line. I like line, it. I, like, I agree. It's it inches. You've got to be able to get – you've got to make a play at some you've point. Got, exactly. So make he's, the play that's right. going to – you know, make the inches play. He said – Mike Smith said – 
We do not deserve to win if we can't get it. Well, that's he's but right. that's but that he, by the way he's right. But he's that's right. that's the that's the quintessential response. Like, hey, if we don't do this, we well, don't and deserve then, and, to and, you win. Well, and you know, and and we're all talking. About, oh, the numbers are in their favor. You know what I mean? They are. They I are. mean, they say you should go for it's it. Third, it's fourth and an inch. It yeah. was fourth and like an inch. In overtime. Don't care. On your own 29. Don't care. If you don't get it, it's over. And that's what well, happened. Well, if he punts it away, big, he might have, the guy might have run it back 60 yeah, yards. Yeah, Darren Sproles is back there. And, you know. He had all you those got, weapons. Uh, How many times are you going to hold that guy down? Reese? Well, right now they're five and four. Um, a game behind the Lions and Bears. In the, well, in the and tied good. with the Cowboys. That and now is, they're that playing is your the wild Titans. card situation. So they're, they're right playing now. the Titans, and that's a dangerous game. And all of a sudden, you look at what's yep. happened to the Texans, and the Titans, wow. game and a half back, and Chris Johnson starting to play well. And yeah, it's a, that's the, this how is, about that? About this the is Texans? a big, big game for have, them. I mean, are they? Oh, yeah. Are they like, this has been like a deal with the devil or Can something? You believe it. I mean, they are. They look so good. They're so ready. That division is so open. Guys, they were looking at a one seed. No, I'm not joking. Yeah. No, definitely looking at a one seed because they, they've already beaten the Steelers, the only right. team that that's, exactly. that's within a game. Uh, you know, know. That's, that's tied with them right now. Now it's well. But, now the beauty uh, can of you it. Believe it on a sneak, <sighs> on a sneak, just to get it out of your own end zone. Who, in a game who, that the you're whip, the game that you are whipping. They are whipping people. The defense way. is great. That offense is revolves around two beasts of a running back. So maybe, maybe Matt Leinart can. I blame it on Liz Frank. Don't some of these quarterbacks? Liz Frank and and uh, uh, Strahan, yeah, foot loving uh, sister. Um, Strahan was on Don't some of these quarterbacks feel like they're cats who have like nine lives? You know, it's like the Rex Grossmans and the Matt Leinerts, and you wonder if they're just going to continue to. Mike Vick, and then, and then, and I know, I know. And then there are some quarterbacks that 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 are waiting for a chance. The Matt Flynn's of the world who are just right. kind of hanging back. Hey, this is Matt Leinerts' opportunity, right? This is it. Yeah, this, this has got to be it, right? He's waited. He was ostracized in, in Arizona. They got, he got paid, what, $22 million or whatever. He's played 31 games in 22. Mm-hmm. And he's only he's going to pay $22 million in well, 31 I mean, it's, games. It's, it's, it's his like opportunity. Now. It's his opportunity. Now, and he said it. as much. It's, you know, it's huge. He's going he's to get Andre Johnson back. He's got to buy to get up to speed. And run the football. Oh, and the number one defense in the NFL. That's what they have to do, right? Right. Number one D. I know. How about that? Nobody's. We, that's one Wade of the Phillips. stories. One of the some stories nobody's guys talked about. Are coordinators, and some are yeah. not. Some are not. And if you take a look at the the uh, the standings, every year there are five teams. As you know, there are always five new playoff teams, right? Yep. Which can, means uh, process of of elimination. There are five teams that should that you did did make it and that don't. And you can already see the five this year. Yep. You can already see the Colts are obvious, right? As the outs, and you're then, saying. Right. The, yep. They're out. Um, Eagles could be out. Well, the Eagles, they, what do you mean could be? There's a, no, there's when, a 3%, when, hey, when, worm, there's a 3% chance when, that they can make the playoffs. When they, when, 3%. That right? That's if what it Giants is. If the Giants finally do what America oh, wants right. everyone to do is to bury them and put them out of their misery. Worm, they have to win out to get 10 wins. I understand which may that. not be enough to I make understand. the playoffs, period. End I of story. Would... The Seahawks are definitely one of them. Those are three definites yep. right there. Okay, the Chiefs. Out. Palco. Hello. They're probably better off. Well, hold on a minute now. You, you know you know better. Todd Haley, and obviously he and Castle have not been on the same page. Do you think there's a possibility that this offense can actually run better? You know, Palco it's interesting that in? Palco's a lefty, right? Isn't he? 
I think so. I think he's a left. So it just it just changes Pittsburgh. some things, yeah. right? He is, yeah, he is a lefty. Chris Law is confirmed. He Chris Law knows the uh, well, which hand everybody throws with, right, Chris? I, I, I he's a pit guy. He's, he's well, they've lost, they yeah. lost a lot of people. Man. That's a good thing to have in your life to be the guy who knows what those, hand everyone throws yes, with. Absolutely. By the way, every I can be ambidextrous at times, just in case Wait a minute. you're keeping you, notes. Noted, Karen. Noted. You don't have one on Total Access? You don't have one of those guys? Who knows? You know, I, mean, I, mean, that, I, I, I must have as, one on this podcast. We have, we, have, we have the macro guys who are researchers. We don't have sure. the micro hand-throwing the hand specialists. Yeah. You, you need to get one. Uh, but Palco is a lefty, <laughs> yes. So what does that mean, what does that mean just, in your estimation? Just, it's just different. You know, it's just going to be different. <laughs> It's like a southpaw fighter, you know. I don't, but different. you know, sometimes the the backup can run the offense. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, I don't that know the, much of of Palco, of Palco. and and Nobody Haley's does. relationship. Nobody does. I did wonder if um I did wonder if 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 he and Kurt. I know he and Kurt talk at least once a week. Kurt Warner. And, and if he was and if he was not just or Haley. <laughs> no, not Tyler. Palco. Uh, Nobody talks to Tyler Palco. <laughs> Nobody. They wants that yes, for a few years. Yes, he did. And Flacco was his backup. Flacco right? was all right. Um, yeah, he was all right at Pittsburgh. Yeah, so um, you figure if he was good enough to keep um, Flacco down. And the fifth one, though, that's the one. Who? Which one that made it last year? Because I think the Saints are obviously in. The Falcons may be the one that made it last year and don't make well, it. Well, I'd say, you know what I would honestly say? It's really deservedly to be the Jets, but the Jets' schedule is like is like Boise State's down yeah, stretch. You're here. not wrong. The way the Jets play, and, then, and they're going to get in year, ten and six. And I mean that schedule. I mean, if they don't get in, people there's going to be some heads rolling. Yeah, but there. they're going to get in again in the same fashion, which is as a low seed, and, then and they're going to have to go on the and road, I'll say this. and then they're going to get to the title game if they're lucky enough, and then they're going to be spent. Like Anybody in the AFC can their, go to the Super Bowl. Who gets in? Anybody. I agree with you. NFC, you got to go through Green you, Bay. Would and, you agree with that? Anybody who gets in? Yeah, the you know, it's, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? When you look at the standings and it just the, the bunches of sixes and fives. And, I mean, it's just everybody's just right there. Right but no, there. One, right no, there. No, one's, no one's really any good, honestly. No one's really on a con- consistently good. Well, nobody's, outstanding. Nobody's the Packers. And, you know, how about, I mean, yeah, no well, that's, the Packers. you know, I, and I thought maybe the Steelers were going to kind of, you know, just be that consistent team that kind of just plows their way through, and now Ben's playing with a broken thumb again. And, right. I mean, goodness sakes. I, I, just, I when you think, think, just when you get ready to, to kind of put a stamp on Ben's, somebody. Ben's one of those guys that if he didn't have a broken thumb or a broken foot, I'd be concerned. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he's one of those guys. He needs that he, to, he needs like, to get to through the, the injury yes, in order to be... He's got to be the operation guy yeah. that they buzzes have, every time you touch the side. It is amazing. <laughs> Otherwise, he's <laughs> not the same. That'd be a great right. operation game. It'd be great. It's amazing how successful they've been with that crap offensive line they've had for a number of years. Well, Jamie well, Dukes was all over them. The God, other one. When you have Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, um, imagine if, like, Michael Vick was behind that line or somebody that, you know a, what I mean, that just a, a small quarterback who decent, couldn't get hit 90% of the time. I'm talking right. about a decent line. Right. Now, they yeah. actually run the football and beat Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, they probably might, they might have won another one. You know, it's 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 really incredible how they so who's survive. Are we going to get a Favre watch going on at any point? Oh God, if no. we haven't gotten a Favre watch at this point, then no, we're not we're not there's getting no one. Favre watch for who? Who would want Favre watch? The Texans? I, I mean, you can't. I mean, he's he's definitely done. Yeah, but you never say this never. Week. I wish there was a Favre watch. I miss Favre watch immensely. Do you? Yes, I do. Ah, uh, gosh, I do. Um, so the Niners, yeah, you're right. I think the Colts should bring him in. I'll tell you what, man. Can you that imagine? Was, that's coming. That's coming They're, down. To, we're already seeing. We're already seeing that discussion right now, and certainly because both the Dolphins and the Rams won last week. It's over, 
right? They're, it's over. they're on the clock. When are they going to win? No, well, they're, they're certainly not going to win two win? games. They're certainly not going to win two games. Don't they play the games. Panthers? Yes, they do. I think it's on the road. Uh, yeah, but still. I mean, uh, they are awful. Yeah. Well, they've scored so, 130 points in 10 so, games. So they've got a decision to make here. 120 points here's in 10 what the, Here's the decision. Do you trade your pick, right? You stick with Peyton. You stick with Caldwell. You stick with what's worked, right, in the past. And you assume that Peyton is going to be healthy. This discussion's already taking place. Polian's being asked all the time. And Polian said this week, sure, we'll take a, a, a quarterback in of the first. He, he said in the first round as if he'll be picking 17th, right? <laughs> right. Okay, he'll take one in the first round. And he's already told Peyton that, and he said Peyton's fine with it. Peyton okay. has no choice. Well, here's the deal is that if Peyton's not fine with it, he'll just say adios and he'll go somewhere else to finish off. Here's the issue. What do you do? Do you go and you say, listen, I'll trade a ton of picks because someone will trade the entire draft. Someone will make someone will make a Ditka-type trade to go up and get Andrew Luck, okay? Or do you take Luck and you sit him for a year or two, you wait till Peyton's going to be 38, 39, and and what you also do, you blow out Caldwell and you get somebody who's going to be, I would never come out of the booth. I would never come out of the studio. But for Andrew Luck, I will. Do you yeah. do that? What do you do? This discussion is going to be had. Well, I mean, by, the way, I think by the way, get you, ready get ready to have it I know, on, right? on week 16, first Thursday thing. night football I can't, kickoff. I can't, I can't, we can't mention... We're going to do... First thing. There's no... First thing. We're, right? uh, Andrew Luck, I just said it. Come get me. <laughs> Uh-oh, I shouldn't do that. But, first, yeah. but the first thing they've got to figure out yes. as an organization is they, I think he's owed $26 million next year in March. I think it's... Yeah, you it's kick the lot. tires on the neck first. That's well, first and foremost. It's $26 million on the salary cap of, what, 130 or 120 You're talking about a guy who's got a bad neck who is... Yeah, but you can't amortize that. Well, st- I mean, come on. No, I, I don't know No, you works. can't because he's, he is owed 20-something. I think it's $26 million He's owed. Nice payday. Nice payday. I'm telling you, that's the first thing they got to figure out. All right, are we going to keep the guy or are we going to let him go? You got to keep him. Do you? Yeah. I think so, too. I, I, I mean, I'd say him to every doctor in the country. Let's look at the league right now. Which quarterback's playing the best? Oh, it looks like the quarterback who sat for a couple seasons. Sure and uh, Behind the legend. And, and you know. Do you remember that? Didn't seem to hurt him. Do you remember much. that? Uh, were you were you on the road with us the year of the Packers and yeah, Cowboys? We, were you there? Yeah. Remember, we had that game. Yep. Favre and Romo. Yep. Week after Thanksgiving, yes. they both they both. It's very rare that we have both teams coming in with the same amount of week long rest. I was on at that Thursday game. night, right? I was at that game. And and Favre got hurt. Yep. Early third quarter, and we were all sitting there going, "Oh boy, yeah. this." Because I think Favre was under. I think the Packers were undefeated. They were not undefeated. Then. No, they weren't. No. but they were. They were. They were darn good. Yep. And we we're like, "Oh gosh, of all the times for Favre to get hurt, because here comes the backup." And then a couple of downs, a couple of series later, we were all like, Ooh. "Wait a minute, <laughs> whoa." <laughs> This Rogers can wing it. Yeah, Remember, we were right. all looking at each other, sort of like, uh, "Wait a minute." Yep. You know, of course, they can. This there won't ever be a controversy with him and Favre. I mean, we were all, all talking about it, but <laughs> but what? I'm like, what if this guy can play like that? We saw it. Well, they made the decision Thursday night. It was the first time he had extended uh, sets of downs too yeah. as a pro. And, I, and, I, and that, don't you think that a situation like that? So why you... not, Andrew? I know uh, you got to. I, I, you know, you got to keep Peyton, I think, and go get Luck. Yeah. Go do it both and figure it out and figure it out and figure it out. Andrew Luck is going to be great when he gets some real people around him. I mean, 
He is. It, it, he is. He's got to run. Keep Caldwell. He's got to. He's got to. Let's, let's, let's yeah. not. You know go what's there. In, you, But where, can you? Do you keep Caldwell? I'm just saying that as the as the anti Phil Sims. Yeah, well, you're also talking about it as a Fox soccer guy who. No, but can, I'm talking who can about talk someone, about anybody who's eligible on, or not eligible. Hold on, yeah, hold on. Yeah. Who is someone who's seen every one of his games this year, unlike Phil Sims, and who has seen him make the throws? Luck, you're talking about. Yeah, uh-huh. the guy is going to. I'm telling you, when he gets the right talent, he's going to be doubt. awesome. What did Sims? No, say? and there isn't any. Says, I mean, everybody who talks about him, right. everybody who talks. I mean, all the the, the scouts and personnel people that you talk There's to about him, they're like he's. It's the no-brainer. He's made two couple. I mean, of I, mean I know, though. but it's like, but you, you say s- that, but how often do we go into a draft saying no-brainer? Very, never. very, oh, right. very infrequently. Never. Right. Never. Do you blow out Jim Caldwell? Hmm. I I think that's Jim loyal, Caldwell's one of those. Factor. I think Jim Caldwell's one of those coaches that you see his persona, and you know, at press conferences, whatever, and it kind of belies what he is really like. Right. My understanding is he's actually, you know, a Pretty intense. super intense, impressive coach that you just don't get the sense of. Oh, there you go. I don't so think they blow him out. Okay. No. They're not that kind of organization. Okay. Give the man some groceries. Yeah. They're, they, they, it's it's a bread line in Russia over there right now. Speaking, speaking <laughs> of bread line in Russia, the, uh, the Fox schedule this week. Oh, <laughs> that's breadline in Russia. But can I can I oh, say Joe the, Buck we just had on? Here's, gonna here's be the Tampa thing that's going to make Bay that schedule better, everybody. What is it? Because we've got soccer. We have got a massive game that we're putting on Fox around football. When? On Sunday. What's the game? It's what's Chelsea. The, I don't even know. What's the, the match? Chelsea, what's the match? I don't even know the match. It's Chelsea v Liverpool, <laughs> and there were the game will be live on Fox Soccer at 11 a.m. Eastern. But for those of you who don't get Fox Soccer, which is a few of you. And want to watch football? We have the match. Mm-hmm. It will either air if you have the late game, a late regional game. You will see it at two o'clock Eastern till four, mm-hmm. and then you'll get your football game. Or from four thirty to six thirty, after most of the country is getting Dallas and and Washington, and, Washington, and that's four thirty to six thirty. Mm-hmm. And we have a special guest with us. Oh yeah, Piers Morgan. Oh boy, Piers Morgan will be joining us in the studio. He was tapping out of America's Got Talent, right? He is. So good, good at this gig. I'm telling you, I'm he's sure one of those, he is. He's a broadcaster. He he's, he's, he's amazing. A he's a showman. Not a, yeah. Tell him I said hi. I will. Week uh, eleven? Is it really? Yeah, I, oh, I don't, I don't even want to think about it. But at oh, least we're not the NBA. That's true. We're not the NBA. It could have been that way. Um, hey, Rich, is uh, Warm any closer to getting us Beck's in studio? Yeah, are you getting closer to getting Beckham for us? If, he's, if he decides oh, to stay here. I thought you were talking about here. the beer. I'm like, what? Are you? No, you no, you a... can't. No, this is a Bud Light <laughs> Sunday, no, Sunday, like, Why would that happen? Sunday is the, is the MLS championship match. That's a, that's a no. That's a no. That's a and no. That's a no. My guess that's is. A no. That's a no. It's a yes or no question, and he's. Well, the, hang the, on. Okay. Don't, don't, uh, it's right. it's not like Sandusky, you know. It's, hey, it's no, a little so, more deeper than that. Whoa, where he actually has to answer the question. Yeah. Um, uh, we have to do. We have some more to do. You threw yourself off there. So the answer is no. You don't have him for us. No, not show. for not for this week. Um, and and I want to. I'm glad that you guys are all here because uh, Chris Law as well. Uh, tell tell everybody what we passed on downloads this week because we were at, we were at one million in the in the spring, correct? Uh, yeah, we were at one million in the spring. What did we just go past we just this week? Hit our three millionth. Uh, awesome! Do we get a ham for that? Wouldn't be able to do it without you. Ham, Seriously. that's awesome. That's so exciting. You guys were there Everybody the gets a ham. A Myanmar, ham. Yeah. Myanmar stepped up. Yeah, Coach Burma, Burma, Burma stepping it up. Burma stepped it up. Right? Three Isn't that million. the same? Myanmar used to be Burma. Look at the two of you. You're you're like the 1970 encyclopedia, and she's Wikipedia right now. <laughs> I'm the left hand. She's the right. There you go. Well done. 
Yep. I'm actually both hands. You just didn't even remember. God, I told you that That's like right. 10 She's minutes ago, Chris. Come on, Chris. This is a Focus. really, <laughs> by the way, three million this downloads. is a Thank bad you. card this week. It is. It's uh, a poor I'll, card. It'll all be great, though. I can't wait. And the Jets at Denver kicks it all off on God, NFL Network. Kind of Redskins going to get off their butt. No, they're not. They're not. They're they're so no, the Redskins. Hey, listen, way, if you are sitting there as a Giant fan hoping for help from Rex oh, this week God with the Shanahan's, you ain't going to get it, that? You think Shanahan whiffed that? We talked about this last year. Right? We got to get Kara to her uh, her meeting or show oh, meeting. Okay. Thank you, Kara. Oh, of course. That's Kara Henderson of NFL Total Access Thursday night kickoff and the podcast and Worm. God bless. Make up <laughs> and Worm. And Worm. Fox Soccer. Watch Chelsea v Liverpool. If, if Sunday. If you've got nothing Sunday. else to do. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, let's just hope it goes a little better than the uh, the UFC fight that, uh, that Fox. Not in charge of that. Not Coming to a that. yoga class near you. Yes. Worm. Yeah. Chelsea Liverpool will last triangle than, than everybody. Sixty minutes. Triangle. Sixty seconds. Right. Shavasta. I'm telling you, Shavasta. <laughs> Is that the sweaty one? <laughs> That's the one you just sit there and you lay uh, like a now, log. Yeah. That's awesome. Then you put the red the red hat uh, gloves on. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so much, Worm. Thanks, Kara. See ya. Here on the Rich Eisen podcast. That was fun. Good memory lane trip with uh, with the worm, Kara Henderson. I want to thank the two JBs on this podcast, Joe Buck, Jerome Bettis, and also Maurice Jones-Drew. Chris Law, um, three million downloads, nothing to sneeze at, but you have the international breakdown. Absolutely. I know our fans who are listening internationally deserve the nod, the 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 kudos, the the salute. For by sure. getting the, the shout out, the podcast shout out again. The United States is one, and we all know the Brits are two. Yeah, uh, Canada is coming in at number three okay. currently. Our, right. our friends down under in Australia at number four. Australia's number four. Australia. I would have gone Mexico four. Yeah, Mexico's in that top ten, as well as Ireland, Germany, uh, some of the other places. Okay. And uh, we we got to give an honorable mention shout out to our friends in Turkmenistan who have downloaded us a total of nine times. Okay. Um, French Polynesia eight. Okay. Uh, and then Myanmar is back on the radar with uh, six, six downloads. So while we went from one million downloads to three million downloads, the uh, good people of Myanmar or the one person in the junta with internet access <laughs> has gone from one to six. Yes, that is correct. That guy really liked your podcast. Yeah, I think though. so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're great. Coming in back Myanmar. He's committed. In the former Burma, as, <laughs> <laughs> as Chris Law dropped. Okay. All right, we'll take it, right? Truly international, yes. Every we'll single it. one of these we'll take. No, absolutely. Okay. Hey. I like it. Um, what are the Bud Light fan camps for this week? Let's Bud Light fan down. camps this week, there are actually five. Five? So one additional one this okay. week. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma City, uh, Indianapolis, Buffalo, Oakland, and Kansas City. Kansas City's the late edition this week. Okay, so. late edition. I like yes. it. So one Bud Light fan camp per extra Myanmar download we've had. <laughs> Since we last checked. I wasn't very good at math. But yes, that's It's a one-to-one ratio. That is correct. Uh, Check on the Bud Light Facebook page for more information. Always, please, uh, just know you must be 21 years or older to participate in the Bud Light fan camps. We don't know what we're doing next week, do we, right now, Chris Laws? We're currently Mm -hmm. sitting here the Tuesday before the Thanksgiving week where it is impossible to book people. We have no earthly idea what our show is next week. It's either going to be phenomenal, we're going to have one really good guest, or uh, we're We gonna, don't know. We can't, we can't promise anything. We yet. can't, because we we're waiting. The it's the guest that we have potentially on the hook is so big, so important in our world that we're willing to, we're willing to stop the presses on exactly. the booking process, he which, as you know, is, is very... It adds an incredible... Uh, degree of difficulty to the already difficult task of booking a show on Thanksgiving week. 
So you might just be talking to us three the entire week next hey, week. That might happen. <laughs> that's what that boils well, down the following to. week, though, we've got two scheduled guests already. We do. Uh, yeah, we do. None other than Bob Costas, who essentially won the Emmy this week, uh, Sports Emmy this week, for his incredible interview of Jerry Sandusky. Yeah. That was unbelievable. It was chilling. That it was. That it was. And then the story that uh, he was going to interview the lawyer, and the lawyer 15 minutes before the interview says, how would you like to get Jerry also? Like, uh, I know from my position, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got his number? Let's dial him up. And the fact that Costas had those questions at the ready and, and so composed, so eloquent, so um, also borderline emotional too. You know what I mean? Like you could tell he's a dad. Just unbelievable. Just fantastic. You doing all right over there? You um, yeah, state college? Yeah, it's native. It, you? I think uh, it's obviously for people that have that are from that town. It's just it's been a tough few weeks. Um, no one, no one condones anything. It's of course horrible, not. and you just you just got to hope that the judicial system does its process and everyone gets what's coming to them. And it's just it's it's definitely tough though. But uh, you know, I, I know. think I think if you watch the game on Saturday, you saw a community that is trying to get back on track and is, is doing the best they can the only way they know how, which is by embracing uh, you know a football team and the kids that had nothing to do with this. Right. So, Well put. Well put, Chris Law. Um, so Costas, and uh, he's scheduled. If he's not going to do then, he's going to do another week. And uh, But that, uh, for sure, uh, lock in uh, the return of Jim Brockmar. He's come back to do the plays a month of November. For that show that'll air on uh, December first. So, and we are on a new time on Thursdays. I think two thirty p.m. Eastern, yeah. right? Two thirty p.m. Eastern. Should I do? You want me to do? I, I'll voice the bumper for our promotion right here on the podcast. Let's do it. How about that? So, yeah. what, what, what do you want me to say? Uh, it is uh, the Rich Eisen podcast. Yeah, Thursdays. I don't even need a pen for that one. No, no. Okay. You can right. turn around and just read it. I could off yeah. my shower curtain wall. Okay. <laughs> Thursdays. Right. Uh huh. Two thirty Eastern. Okay. Only on. Only on the NFL, NFL Network. Network. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right now? Yes. Here we go. In three, two. The Rich Eisen Podcast, Thursday, 2.30 p.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. There wow. you go. There you go. This has been a One real take, insider. Rich. consummate podcast. There you go. There it is. What you just heard will be on will be on television. That's the way I I, I, I do it for my, my Turkmenistan and Myanmar. <laughs> now, give me one more. What other? Zambia. Zambia? What you do have we have? 14 faithful followers. There you go. That, we cracked the double digits in Zambia. What else do we have? St. Kitts and Nevis. Well, I, I just want to oh, know. Oh, Nevis. What are your thoughts on, uh, on what Bettis had to say about uh, possibly Cower going to the other side of the state? I, I thought, thought it was great, man. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Well, because I think what he said was interesting, too, because everyone assumes uh, or assumed if the Dolphins went ahead and got uh, the first overall pick that that would be too inviting uh, uh, an opportunity for Bill Cower to go and go to South Florida uh, beautiful weather and rebuild a, a team in in the East, you know, in, a, in the AFC East. Um, do battle at the Patriots and the Jets, and that would be an incredible rivalry for him to 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 throw himself in. And the amount of money, as I j- joked with Bettis, you know, it wasn't in the he doesn't have any of the plans. There's no plans to coach, but he doesn't also have plans to receive maybe an eight figure check from Stephen Ross. Um, but I just thought it was interesting how he just poo-pooed that, that that's not yeah. what interests Cowher. He wants to go in a place that uh, you currently wouldn't expect to let go of their coach, even though the Eagles are on track to have a disastrous season, and it could finally lead to Reed getting got there. You never know. I thought that was fascinating. 
do uh, did J Lo and Gloria Estefan have to approve that as minority, as minority owners? owners I don't know. Dolphins? I don't know. We'll have to ask Bill Cowher if the rhythm's going to get him. <laughs> I see what you did there. You see what I did there? <laughs> see what I did there? Give That's me one cool. more. Give me one more international. Give me one more country. What do you got for me? Uh, we got Montenegro. Yes. St. Lucia. St. Lucia. St. Kitts and Nevis. I mean, yeah. well, you can't get Yeah. That's, that's, that's beautiful. Not, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, but what, what do you. Don't poo poo the Caribbean. Or no, unless I'm, you call it the Caribbean. <laughs> what about Israel? Is Israel on the list? Because I know uh, that. I'm on the bottom page now. We have, okay. We have, I mean, we're, we're in. The land of, of milk and honey. We're in a total of 150 different countries. So Is that right? 150 different countries. Wow. Yes. Fantastic. Well, shout out to everybody. Uh, that's it for this week uh, edition of the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Bud Light. I have no idea who's on next week, but that's a tease, right? That's a tease. <laughs> Stay tuned next week. And thanks again to everybody out there who's been even just one download of the three million plus that we've had. Thanks. Stay listening, friends. 